Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with Paul's instruction to children. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3 reads, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. This passage is the logical section to follow Paul's teaching to husbands and wives. Please follow along as Pastor Jim delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Children. God designed for parents to be His instruments to keep you as a child, as child, as a child from trouble. It's part of the protection from evil people in the world. It's learning from parents how to recognize the kind of people that you should avoid associating with and the kind of people you should choose to uh, let them be an influence in your life. Now, how important is this to God? Here's a great verse for junior high camp. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17. The eye that mocks a father and scorns a mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out, and the young eagles will eat it. If that's not made for junior high boys, I don't know of any verse in the Bible that is. Now, that's, that's hyperbole. That's, that's overstatement for effect. This isn't something that's literally going to happen to you, but it's in the Bible as a word picture meant to teach a lesson. Even if a child doesn't say or do disrespectful things to parents, we all know, as a matter of fact, we as adults have it too, there is that look that you can give or see. God wants you to know that's wrong. You see, He's interested in the attitudes and the thoughts just as much as the actions on the outside to scorn or to mock parents is a sin, and you don't want to ignore it in your own heart. And parents, again, we're jumping ahead to next week, who's going to teach it to the next generation if not us? This is part of why God wants generations to be connected. It's important for, for kids to see parents deal with their parents so that we understand the dynamics of what God wants from us. There's this passage from the time of Jesus, His own words, Matthew chapter 15, verses 4 through 6. He too quoted uh, uh, Exodus chapter 20. For God said, honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever I have that would help you has been given to God. He is not to honor his father or his mother. And by this, you invalidated the word of God for the sake of your tradition. There was actually a teaching of the rabbis that 
you could say, okay, I have this amount of money in my savings or these possessions, and I'm going to declare them Corban. That's the word. And it means it's a gift. It's a gift to God. So, Mom, Dad, you know, I, I, I know you really need that medication and you don't have any money. I, I, I would have helped you, but I dedicated my savings to Corbin. And so I can't help you. They actually said that. Now, the other thing was you could get out of that for any other reason, but you didn't have to help your parents. That shows you just how evil the whole system of the, of the Pharisees was. But do you understand a couple of things to observe there? Notice in our translation, the all caps letters, honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father and mother is to be put to death. Jesus stood solidly on the teachings of the Old Testament. The all caps in the New American Standard means this is a quote from the Old Testament. He did not diminish the importance of those things in any way. And he says, if you're trying to rationalize your way out of that, you're dead wrong. Later, let's go ahead to the Apostle Paul, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That's telling you it's the responsibility of each family to care for its own, including what we call in our uh, culture extended family. In other words, we are to honor parents throughout their lifetime. The context of that in Ephesians, in 1 Timothy chapter 5 is widows. So it's clear that the idea of honoring one's parents goes way beyond the day that you move out of their home. You can see how important that is to God from something else that, that, that Paul wrote in the same chapter. I said the context was widows. Scan down to verse 16 of 1 Timothy 5. If any woman who is a believer has dependent widows, she must assist them or um, provide for your own, especially those of your own household. She must assist them and the church must not be burdened so that it may assist those who are widows indeed. In the sad situation where there might not be family to assume the responsibility for especially widows and widowers. The church is to accept them into the family, even to the extent of physical and, and sometimes financial support. But it says, you're to take care of your own first. It's only when you have believers that meet the criteria for what he calls a widow indeed. We could talk about that on a different occasion. The church needs to accept that responsibility. But before that, the family Take care of your parents. Now, are there any exceptions to that? Well, I would say that you always need to have an attitude of honoring your father and mother, and the commitment always needs to be loving them in obedience to Christ. But um, I've known situations, and I want to make sure that I don't make somebody draw a false conclusion. There are times when to provide financial support or material resources would be wrong. For example, I would not loan or give money to a drunkard or to a drug abuser. Uh, I would not allow my children to be alone, even with a family member. 
if there was a, a, a track record of physical or sexual abuse. We could not aid even a family member in, in, in criminal activity. So the boundary on honor your father and mother is always truth. But except for those very extreme situations, honor your father and mother. Now that's just, a, that's just the tip of the iceberg of a biblical theology of children and childhood. But I hope it helps you understand a little bit of a framework as we come to the commands to children. Very simple, chapter 6, verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord. The word children doesn't need an explanation. We understand what that is. I, I, I realize now it's impossible to define woman, but most people can still handle child or children. Um, but here's something interesting. Notice Paul addressed them directly. Now, it wasn't different in those days than it is here. When the church gathered, primarily uh, the, the, the elders, the pastors, the teachers in his time, the apostles did the speaking and did the teaching, but they assumed that, that children were part of this spiritual family. And Paul assumed that Scripture was important and practical for children as well as adults. So that means it's crucial that parents pass this information on to kids. Now, I should also mention there are some groups that use this verse and others to try to prove that when the church gathers, the most spiritual alternative is to have all of the children in the worship service at all times. Some of them go so far as to say that, that if your church has anything where people are separated by, uh, by age, um, that's wrong. And that's contradictory to the idea of the body of Christ. Well, that's going, that's going too far. Now, we have, do have here verses addressed to children. That proves we should teach this to children and we should pass it along to them. But uh, that does not necessarily prove that in the structuring of a church life that only one way can possibly be right. We choose to give parents the option to make the decision for their children. We um, welcome children into the, the service, but we also provide a, a, a cry room in case a mom just needs to go cry in the middle of the, of the service. Um, we also provide the option we call children's church, and we call it that for a reason. Kids are not a babysitting problem for a church. They're the next generation. They are special people for whom Jesus died, and they need to hear that, and they need to learn how to worship. Children's church is to instruct them in the most loving and age-appropriate, um, effective way that we can until they are ready to sit, listen, comprehend, and participate in the worship service. So they're not a babysitting problem. And church, um, vacation Bible school, church, children's church, Sunday school, um, those are purposeful. Those are important. That is to teach children the gospel and the way of the Lord. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.